This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. A break in the schedule before facing the Islanders on Thursday. Charlie Lindgren injured in practice again. And Bailey Johnson from the Washington Post will join us. Good morning, everybody. Today is Tuesday, October 31st. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. It was a relatively quiet day for the organization at MedStar Capital's Iceplex yesterday. A day of practice, but a couple of noteworthy items to share with you here this morning. First, Charlie Lindgren, who backed up Darcy Kemper Sunday in a game against San Jose, left practice early after taking a shot to the lower body. Lindgren left with some assistance, but his status suddenly a little murky again after missing time with an upper body injury. The latest issue, obviously not the same. It's a new one, which pretty well confirms Charlie has had the worst luck of anyone wearing a Capitals uniform so far this season. No update forthcoming today. We're likely to have a better sense of Charlie's status at tomorrow's skate-around. There was some intel to glean, perhaps, from yesterday's forward lines. Zero surprise at this point that Ovechkin, Strom, and Wilson remain together. Anthony Mantha continues to move up the depth chart, played on the left side yesterday with Kuznetsov at center and Oshie on the right. But it was on the third line where an eyebrow could be raised a little bit. Connor McMichael took turns with Nick Backstrom playing center. On a line that featured Sonny Milano back and available, and on the left side, Matthew Phillips was on the right. Trying things on for size during a lull in the schedule is not a sign that anything's necessarily changing down the middle yet. But for McMichael, a natural centerman, a bit intriguing to see him moving off the wing. Tomorrow's practice certainly going to give us a better sense of what we might see Thursday against the Islanders. Henrik Lapierre is still here as well. Despite Milano's return, he centered the fourth line between Malenstein and Protus. Yesterday at practice, I caught up with Bailey Johnson from the Washington Post discussing the team's winning streak. Dylan Strom, Evgeny Kuznetsov, Anthony Mantha, and a power play that is now really fun to watch. Well, Bailey, thanks for joining us. Three wins in a row now for Washington and a little bit of a lull before the Islanders come in on Thursday. This team is doing a lot more right of late in the middle of this win streak, and the top line has just been terrific. Dylan Strom, the best we've ever seen him play. He's kind of leading the charge right now. Yeah, he absolutely is. And what really stood out to me last night was not just the number of offensive zone faceoffs that that line was out there for, but the number of ones that they won. Dylan Strom won 21 of the 27 faceoffs he took last night, which I'm kind of still mind blown by. I went through his hockey reference. He's never won that many faceoffs in a game. He's only taken that many a couple of times. Like Carberry has said that when he finds a line that's working, he's going to give them a lot of minutes and give them a lot of ice time. And he certainly did that with that top line. And they really rewarded him for it with the number of shots they were creating, their shot attempts. They were way out shooting the Sharks and really carried the load for the team last night. I'm thinking back to training camp when Spencer Carberry first told us about you may see some things move around. You may see lines that get double shifted. 
And boy, has that really been true. And for the top line of not only Strom, but Ovechkin and Wilson, it seems like they're out there about every other shift, and they are playing awfully well here. Yeah, it does. I was kind of thinking about that concept in the first couple games, and I felt like he couldn't really do it because nobody was going. Like, he said he would lean on the guys that were going that night and kind of see how things shook out. And through the first few games, they really kind of had to run four even lines because there wasn't a lot that anybody was creating. And now that you are starting to see some guys get their feet under them and some lines have some chemistry and get things going, you are seeing him lean on lines heavier. You're seeing him make tweaks mid-game. Anthony Mantha moved up in the middle of the game last night. A lot of guys moving around. There was one shift where he had Ovechkin, Strom, Kuznetsov, Sandine, and Carlson all out for an offensive zone draw, which Carberry has said he was going to do at times. It was the first time we've seen him do it. They created a couple shot attempts, had a good look on Blackwood. So the philosophy is you're starting to see payoff. Things we find encouraging from a Capitals perspective. Let's start with Anthony Mantha, who had two shots on goal total in the first four games both in Montreal, nothing in the other three, and it just wasn't very noticeable. He's been really noticeable during this winning streak and starting to get shots, seems to be engaged, using his frame, using some speed. It seems like something started to click there, and it's maybe too small a sample size to say it for now, but it just really seems like maybe he's making some strides here in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. It's certainly encouraging to see him continue the good performance he had in New Jersey earlier in the week. He had a goal in that game and had an assist, could have had a couple goals in that game with the way he was playing. And we've seen him sometimes, even in the preseason, he played one really good game and then kind of tailed off after that. And he was certainly a little quieter against Minnesota, but they all were. They all struggled to create offense at five on five in that game. And then he came right back Sunday with another strong performance. Like you said, looked really engaged, used his frame there a couple times where he actually lined somebody up for a hit, which you don't see from him all that often. And his line was active. He played well enough to get promoted up the lineup in the middle of the game. So again, like you said, a small sample size, but it's now a couple games in the last three, which is important for him. And again, because that's is getting some shots. He had gone a long time without getting a goal, and yeah, okay, it was an into an empty net, but he has done some positive things. And you start to look at this top nine, and if the Capitals are going to be successful and want to contend for a Stanley Cup playoff spot, the two guys I've mentioned here need to have good years, and again, in a very small window here, but Evgeny has started to turn the corner a little bit here, too. I think. Yeah, he has. I was actually talking to someone earlier this week, and they asked me who, like, the most the best forward that nobody had been talking about was. And the first thing that came to my mind was Kuznetsov. I felt like he had been having some good games. He wasn't getting rewarded for it on the score sheet. He can go a little bit in and out, but I thought he had played some really strong games and had developed some chemistry with his line mates. He's played really well with Connor McMichael when they've been together. He and TJ Oshie read off each other pretty well. And now it's just an empty nutter, but maybe that kind of opens the floodgates for him and gets the tides to turn for him a little bit. I think his shooting percentage is something like four and a half. So you have to believe that the puck will start to go in for him at some point, And he's definitely creating the chance that suggests that it will eventually start to go in. I know this is your first year on the beat and following the Capitals, so I don't know if it's as impressive or maybe stunning is the word for those who've been around here longer. The power play has a lot of new wrinkles to it, and it used to be for years as Ovi's in the office, Carlson's up top, Backstrom will be on the wall with Kuzi. They'll flip around a little bit and Ocean's in the middle, and it didn't really change much. And we have seen so many different wrinkles, and in the San Jose game specifically, I, I turned to Sabi at one point and said, this is fun. I mean, they're everywhere. There's a lot of different looks, and Kirk Muller really getting his fingerprints on it now that we're getting into the season here. Absolutely. I think the San Jose game was the real full expression of the power play. They've been kind of slowly integrating the more wrinkles. You can't add 10 wrinkles all at once in training camp and expect them to know what's going on, and you certainly saw them take a little bit of time to adapt to some of the new things that he implemented. But San Jose was the first time we've seen all five players 
players on that top unit interchanging. For a while it was Kuznetsov, Oshi, they've moved Dylan Strom onto that unit. They were doing some things on the right side of the ice, moving in and out with each other, but Carlson and Ovi were kind of staying in their spots. Now Carlson and Ovi were interchanging last night. Ovi had a shot basically from the right circle on the power play against San Jose, which is kind of stunning. <laughs> so I thought San Jose was the first time we've really seen, the, even though they didn't get a power play goal, the way they were embracing what Kirk Muller wants from them was the fullest expression of it that we've seen. It's a bit of an arbitrary thing. It's just October came to a close. It's only right now seven games, but the way things started to where they are now, the team now over NHL 500, feeling a whole lot better than maybe they were after the first four games. They're going to have to keep going in division now on Thursday against the Islanders, but it started not great. But the end of October was pretty good for this team. Absolutely. It definitely started rough. And to use a silly word, the vibes were not fantastic. They were definitely starting to get frustrated. And, you know, the puck wasn't going in for them. They weren't creating a lot of chances. The defense couldn't keep the puck out of the net. The penalty kill was really struggling. And the tides have definitely started to turn. Still a long way to go. It's only the end of October. They have a lot of tough games coming up. But just for them to have a little bit of positive momentum now for the first time has been really important for them, I think. Well, Bailey, we appreciate you joining us here. A little bit of a lull in the schedule before Thursday. We'll see you then. Thank you. Thank you. Our thanks to Bailey for joining us here. It's a full off day for the team today. No practice scheduled in Arlington this morning. Team going to return to practice tomorrow at 1030 at MedStar. The five-game homestand continues with the Islanders Thursday, followed up by the Columbus Blue Jackets in town on Saturday night at 7 before the Florida Panthers come in next Wednesday to wrap it up in a 7.30 start. It's the Capitals and the New York Islanders Thursday night in D.C., 6.45 airtime on 106.7 The Fan and Caps Radio 247.com. Have a great Tuesday and a happy Halloween, everybody. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Cap! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.